show, Bruce. How are you going? Mate, Nigel, thank you so much for having me. Uh, long time yep. listener, first time caller. That's what they say, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you're welcome, mate. Um, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. And when I reached out to you a few weeks ago, and uh, I was... Um, yeah, I was thinking, you know, we were talking about personalization a few weeks ago and I was thinking to myself, search is next. And uh, the search piece is such an important piece of, you know, e-commerce and retail at the moment. So I was thinking, I have to reach out to Bruce and uh, we'll get him on the show. So thank you so much for joining the show today. No, no, I appreciate it. And um, again, you, you've, you've hit the nail on the head with search becoming more relevant. We've seen a, obviously a, an influx of inquiries probably in the back of ChatGPT and OpenAI, oh, yeah. right? That's been the... People have now talked about the conversation versus, you know, trying to serve them up what they have. And that's what's yep. really exciting about our market. It's, it's in this kind of flux state. And um, I think our goal is, you know, as a business, I can explain what our goal is in a minute, but I yep. think we're really well positioned to help not only just retail, but help other corporate verticals digitize their practice and mm. potentially monetize it as well. So uh, for us, we're in a really good spot at the moment on the back of all this, you know, AI, you know, vector ML capabilities that's actually been more accessible to, to, to everyday consumers, which is basically driving us to drive mm. outcome for our customers as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You're talking about digitizing your, the businesses and digital transformation, right? I mean, it's really uh, on the minds of uh, a lot of people. I've been talking to a few CEOs and things at the moment, CFOs and um, and you know, heads of retail and so on, and and um, and e-commerce, and yeah, I can see that there's you know since 2020, 2021, there's more of a focus on their online experience and their and their websites and things. And as we know, personalization piece is a big piece, but even bigger than that, I think is obviously search and discovery starts with either browsing via the uh, a main navigation on a website by categorization, or it starts with search. And I'm finding that, and I don't know what you're seeing, maybe you can shine some some light on that, but how search has really changed in the last, say, 10 years. Uh, when Magento first released, obviously they had solo search. You would go to a website and all of the listeners would know you'd go to a site and you'd search for something uh, obscure, let's just say, or, or not so obscure. It didn't really matter. The results were always different. Mm. You know, you'd search for the same thing even, uh, uh, you know, two times you would find different results. So... We know search is getting better and better. You know, one of the reasons uh, I actually met or discovered Algolia was in the startup area of uh, a Magento conference. Um, and at the time um, I met uh, Gaetan and we can go into that story in a minute, but um, I was looking for a solution for search and, and nobody really had anything. We were, I was looking for something that I could give to my developers to say, hey guys, why don't you check this out? Uh, meanwhile, they're on the, the, the hamster wheel trying to fix you know, <laughs> search. The, the, the aeroplane in the air with the engine. What was the catalyst for you to do that though? Was it just simply that you weren't seeing, you knew that search was a problem because of customer feedback or, you know, was it that you, you recognize that if we're going to make some quick wins, as you said, it's like, can are people going to browse in the search? And they're the kind of two vehicles of how they can engage with your platform. What was yeah. the kind of driver there? Was it just simply that you're looking for? Well, I think there was more- a- there's probably a handful of drivers. I think the main one was the customer experience. Obviously, it's it's frustrating, and that's the first thing you try to fix. You keep your customers happy, so that you always put them first. Then I think it was, um, you know, just generally the business. You know, when you're talking to suppliers and they're searching for their product or SKUs or part of a model number, and it's not appearing um, in our search, they think it's not on the website. And then it creates this internal kind of turmoil and it just chews up time and it's really bad for productivity. So you've got the customer side, the retail side, 
where they can't find your product reliably via search. And then you've got the internal battle that's going on with trying to explain to people, let's just say I won't name names, (laughs) (laughs) buyers, uh, let's just say that no, the product is there, but um, search is just rubbish, uh, you know, how it was back in the day. And, um, you know, and that we're working on it, but obviously it's very hard to have that internal conversation about how complicated search is. You try to explain uh, latent semantic indexing and, you know, mm. search algorithms and things to someone who's just interested in buying and selling stuff and making money in between, which is basically retail. It, it's, it's quite a complex conversation to have, and it's very hard to sit there and justify why it keeps happening, you know, yeah. and it's just the technology hadn't caught up to, you know, the fact that consumers were really now starting to embrace online. So, Really, it was that was the key drivers, you know, consumer so customer experience and you know internal pressures from not being able to find product. It's actually you've you've kind of hit the nail on the head, and I'll, I'll go back and talk you through kind of the evolution of where search has come from. But th- those three users that you talk about, you have the developer. They're kind of like, how do we get these guys to build something that's you know, going to service both our customers and our business users? That's the, you know the stakeholders and. Yep. Um, you know, how do you merchandise the site? Um, and I think those three users, the customer, the business user, and really the, the, the merchandising team who are responsible for making sure a product comes up and it's relevant mm. and mm. It's, it's moving, right? But I think search as it is today and where it's come from, you know, search has been around for like the, like the 90s, I think the 70s and 80s. Uh, in Decker <laughs> yeah. kind of built the, the first initial, call it multifaceted search. But when you look at solar and elastic search, the, the underlying premise of that is a thing called Lucerne, this Apache Lucerne technology. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a mathematical equation that looks for words or statements or phrases mm-hmm. and then puts a weight into it. And that's how mm-hmm. you build the algorithm. Mm-hmm. The, the way that um, basically the two founders of Algolia came up with our technology, and that's where the name Algolia comes from, it's algorithm. Mm-hmm. It's based on this tie-breaking approach. So it's so if you look at search across all the technologies of today, and we'll get into vectors in a minute, but it's under the premise of keywords. And obviously, each SKU has a or stock kit unit, or each product has a attributes assigned to it, size, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we take those those attributes and make them relevant to a search inquiry. So small T-shirt, large T-shirt, located next to like close to me. But what we've noticed, though, as the evolutions come through is that, A, that the quality of data is really important, as in what data is being serviced through these different products and SKUs. Mm-hmm. And then more importantly, how to understand the customer's needs, what, what they're actually asking for. And so keywords are great for the SKUs because they're all embedded there. But trying to understand where the customers are coming from, we used to build synonyms. So T-shirt, yep. is it spelled mm-hmm. T-E-E? Is it spelled mm-hmm. T-hyphen-shirt? Is it mm-hmm. spelt, you know, T space shirt or all together? So there's like five different synonyms. Your poor business users or the merchandisers sitting there writing these things out now and now. And so I think where we've evolved from that era where it's been very much about weighting words and, and, and terminology is actually helping with the automation side. And that's kind of where that vector technology comes, which we'll, we'll go into in a minute. But I think that would be really important to discuss because it really is an evolution that's that's been around for a good 10 years now yep. that's only become more accessible. So now you don't have to hire basically a data scientist. You don't have to host a data lake. Then you have to host it like a DXP platform to stitch it all together and serve that. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of been delivered as a service now. And that's really, I think, where I suppose where search has exploded, you know, over the last probably two or three years now. COVID has demonstrated to not only just the e-com world, 
but to the business world, so the, the C-levels of these large institutions across all verticals, doesn't matter if it's media, you know, traditional FMCG or retail. Yeah. You know, even the sports industry is now trying to monetize digital engagements. And I think e-commerce mm -hmm. is across the board. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where you'll find the evolutions coming through for search. Go mm -hmm. to the customers and they'll tell you what they want because they've got Netflix, they've got Spotify, they've got, you know, Google, they've got all that rich, very personalized content being served to them as they need it. Now we have to case you catch up to that. And that's kind of yeah. where this platform of our goalie really plays into it quite nicely. On the point of, of knowing or understanding what your customers are asking for. And I think that's a, that's a really good point because people think a lot of times um, businesses will say to me, well, when I search for this, I'm expecting this. I'm saying, yeah, but hang on a second. You're expecting it because you're, you're um, predicting what a future outcome is going to be for that search term. But a customer who's in a discovery phase, they, they might be searching around the topic. They're not actually, they haven't got to the point of where they're searching for that particular term you're, you're trying to, you're searching for now. So there is, and, and, and this is, starts a conversation with how search actually works and the intense signals and things that people actually uh, show before they get to your site and collecting that information, using it to understand. And I think uh, for me, a good example would be, we looked at JB Hi-Fi, we did a whole bunch of, you know, uh, research and, and I was leading that research. And one of the things we noticed was like, uh, if you search for Radiohead, right? So JB have media content, obviously they have albums, um, and yep, media and Radiohead would show up. But if, if you're just quickly searching for radio, expecting to see Radiohead, because all you look at JB Hi-Fi is, for example, their albums and so forth, you're really not interested in digital radios, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different use cases we'd worked out that those intent signals aren't just the, the primer for the search path. It's also um, what have they previously looked at in the past, where have they come from on Google search, for example, you know, all of these different uh, data points to understand, okay, when they do come, if they do search for something, it's more than likely going to be weighted across the media section of the business, for example, albums and records and DVDs or whatever. So the, I, I would highly recommend yeah. you should go back to their website in about a month's time, staples.ca, the Staples uh, Canadian oh. store, they've got this yep. enabled. It's kind of our example side but we've we've just created a thing called query categorization mm -hmm. um, and so it's it's in session experience so yeah and that makes the sense. concept is you know mm. if you're engaged with jb and you're uh, you're looking for albums or we, we see a lot of use case for coffee are you looking mm. for ground coffee or beans are you looking for coffee machines coffee pods coffee tables and so the idea that you have all that product how do you categorize it so that the next engagement that you have with the platform is it's predicting that intent. And that's kind of really what the evolution is. So all those buying signals that you've already captured, be it they're a net new customer, they're a customer with a, like a, a very weak profile, or they're yep. a well-known customer to you. How do you service those three customers? And, you know, they're all, all about different personas and buying habits. Mm. And that's what we're trying to do now is, uh, I'm not trying to be the the end state which is your your full customer profile because that that runs the risk of us holding on to data that we shouldn't do yeah but i think we can definitely supplement that with either third-party data or, or the stuff the buying signals that we capture and which you would know about yeah, all yeah the observer that, tags and things that, yep that that idea of uh understanding what your what your intent is mm -hmm. um be it because you're a net new customer there's no understanding about who you are that's a really important thing to for a search provider to do because 
it's surfacing relevant results. And that's the most important thing. That's what we're designed to do, right? Yep. Solve your problem, solve your need, help you be understood to this retailer mm. and then deliver, deliver a product service capability back to them really quickly. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you go just on that example, if you go search for coffee and you've been looking at coffee beans, but you also sell machines and grinders and everything else, like you, 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 and you're constantly buying coffee off that particular retailer, for example, the last thing you want to do is refactor those results again and put to the top coffee machines when you know that all they, all they buy off you is coffee. You'd want to put them further on down the list or highlight coffee machines and say, hey, by the way, did you know we've got an offer here? We can give you 20% off a coffee machine. Is your coffee mm-hmm. machine good enough? Maybe start them down that path. If you wanted mm-hmm. to as a marketer, you could quite quite easily do that. But I think that's mm-hmm. a you know, really, really good example. Yeah. Back to your point about uh, Gaetan, and, and I'll touch on that story. It was quite interesting. So, please, please. Uh, tell us, yeah, so, tell so, us location. Tell yeah, us, so, okay, know, so what was Magento the, Conference. What, tell- 2016. I think it was 20. Magento. Were they owned by Adobe by then? No, there was no, just Magento. No, no, no. This was. Oh, so um, they had Roy no money. Rubin they had no budget for an open bar. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it was a great conference. You know, he had this little tiny booth, and, and Gaytan was there, and I'd mes- messaged him, and I said, "Hey, I don't think he was at his booth. I think he was w- with a client." So, uh, so we sat down and we had a coffee, and he was telling me about search, and and I was explaining to him all these issues, and like he he'd heard it all before, so he knew exactly what to expect. He goes, "Well, look, I can solve your problems, but." I'm going to have to show you on my little laptop and he had like a little laptop and he just had his, his phone and it was tethered to like a, it was 3g, I think connection. And it was, and I was having issues too. It was three and 4g, right? So this is how long ago it was. There was no 5g. I'm thinking, how the hell is he going to tether his, his notebook to his phone and then run a search query and get back anything in enough time to, to impress a customer. So I literally saw him, he dialed in, pulled up a, a, a query screen and you could see that it was live. There was no caching or anything like that. Any pause or something he was searching over or something, it's oh. a huge amount. And he searched and I had a go as well, but he searched for a couple of search terms and just, it was instant. Yeah. And I looked at it, I looked at him and I was just, I was just gobsmacked. I'm like, where's the spinny yeah. wheel thing? You know, the spinny yeah. wheel, like the Ajax <laughs> <Cool>. throbber. <laughs> I'm like, where's oh that? God. Where's that gone? And, and I'm thinking, what, this is blowing me away. And he's like, oh, no, no. You know, he started. And, and look, I, on purpose, I brought my propeller, my propeller hat here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Did he explain maybe to I should put my propeller hat on right now. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can start spinning. But yeah, it brought back all these results. And I, I searched a few things. I think it was a, a taxation library of, you know, all this law or something. So it was all text-based. Yeah. Um, and it was just instant and all the refactoring there and it had the most popular pages and it had, and I'm thinking, and I looked at him and at the time I said, how much is it? And he told me and I went, sign me up. That's it. You're I, right. I'm done. You're, you're, you're in. I'm oh, in. That's awesome. That was it. Yeah. What was the so, result though? Like, did you see a- Amazing. Like, a, like it was, was it an increase in revenue? Was it a- was Conversions. A- Everything. Yeah, well, I mean, it's conversions, revenue conversions, but yeah. average order order amount. But what I was basing the success metric for me obviously was conversions, right? Yeah. But it was actually the number of products display per search term inside a category that I knew was our core business. So awesome. what I did, because we didn't have any analysts or anything um, where I was working at the time. So what I did was I, I took all of the um, keyword search term, terms out of our Google account, out of our AdWords account. I then overlaid that with the the number of search or, or the number of products returning uh, results on the site based on that um, on the um, ad spend the ad um, keywords that we had, 
So you I, obviously I extracted so, all the brand terms, all the store locator terms. It was just more yeah. product terms. So you actually weighed the terms as well because of the cost yes. of them. Yeah. So I aligned our margins per um, category. So the category, so I went from the, the, the I worked back from the margins and yeah. the, the popularity of the product. So stock turns, then margin. Yeah. Mar- so so the availability, the margin. Yeah. And, availability. And, yeah. Correct. So availability was, was third. Right. Yeah. So because the thing here, and this was a debate because you don't always want to show things that are um, in stock over things that are out of stock if they're not what the intent of the search is. So, for example, if, for example, Sony TV number one has the most um, stock turns and has the most margin but is out of stock, and I put that third or fourth, it's not likely to result in a conversion. But if I put it first, they might sign up for when it comes back into stock or go in store and place an order in store. Okay. Gotcha. And wait. And that's a lot of, a lot of retailers didn't realize that because a lot of people were just looking online and going in store. So I, I would wait it based on that. And I could see what we were selling. So I had all the reports so I could see the impact. It was very hard for me to show the business what that impact was because um, Google would just have a ROAS multiplier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I worked back from that. And then I said, okay, well, I've only got five products showing. There's 50 products in that particular category, but I'm search on that search term. Our click-through rate on our ads is really high. The quality score is really high on our ads. And I can see, you know, we've got a dedicated landing page, but the search results, when they get there, they hit the landing page, but then they go to search. For example, I start looking at the range. And yep. so I did it that way. So I worked back in, in, that, in that way to Classic. work out how to work out the ROI. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what, I mean, that is literally the business model today. Tell us mm-hmm. your business metrics. Are you trying to move? You well, were 10 years ago, so nothing much stock, exactly. Changed. You were you had built your own basically, you were your own BA <laughs> and your own almost, um, yeah, like almost auto management system to a certain degree, right? Because you're looking mm. at inventory in real time and what yes. the, the data, but what yep. the data piece is exactly the that, that is exactly what we're about. Um, yep. we're the second largest search vendor behind Google by a fair way, but if you add up all the other search vendors like your Yahoo's and your Bing's times and by four and that's kind of the size of our goal yeah wow that's and we're sitting huge. on this yeah we're sitting on this wealth of information like what you just said there about all these conversion metrics if we capture that from all our customers we can predict what's happening globally now for us as a very very pii and gdpr company we will never yeah. sell that data that's yeah. part of our dpa mm-hmm. google does though and that's how google does their evolution they 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 take their the analytic traffic, and then they use that to, to influence understanding, and that's what drives it. So it's a completely different approach. Yes, Google's for the masses. We're kind of for you as the the consumer, and that's why we've kind of made our system quite closed. Mm-hmm. We don't. You, you can influence that by third party buying signals and third party data, like uh, a Google Analytics or a GTM to help yep. with tagging and things like that, um, and be extensible. But the reality is, you have to understand your business the best. So that we can help, you know, make the relevancy change. You know, if you need to move more product, more margin, if you've got customer profiles, you know, we'll we'll help understand that for you and give you lots of ways to do it. But you were bleeding edge, man, way back then doing that, looking at the buying signals and then, you know, yeah. augmenting or merchandising the the e-commerce experience and the search experience and the results that are being rendered, um, which is amazing, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Just retail at the end of the day. But now, I mean, if you look back over the past 10 years, Algolia has really been just on the point of your, you know, and the number of search queries, it's it's been basically part of the evolution of search mm. and it's changed the industry, the e-commerce industry globally. I think that's as profound the impact that, that Algolia has actually had. And you see a lot of spinoffs now, uh, different products going, but they don't have the underlying purpose 
because yeah. it's purpose that that I don't want to sound like a, a line from the Matrix, but <laughs> <laughs> it's purpose that drives everybody, right? You've got to have a purpose. Algolia was was for the developers. I remember sitting at and um, I think it was a year, a couple of years after when I met Gaetan and I was already a customer and it had proven that it was working. You know, and and there's always these little teething things that we had, um, but that that was sorted straight away, pretty much. And that's important, you know, as a product mm. and as a retailer. You can slam your hand down on the desk and say, oh, you know, this is not acceptable, but you've got to work with people as well. You've got to work and you've got to be prepared to put the right, sell it internally and have the right mindset of how search is. It's never perfect. It aims mm. to be perfect. But as you say, with the advent of AI and everything else, eventually it will be fully AI. It will understand what you're looking for, what your preferences are in terms of brand. Like it'll, it'll, it'll just know and it'll just happen and it'll, and like it, what do they say? What's that saying? It's future mm. technologies can be uh, indistinguishable from 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 magic. And I think eventually you just go to a site and expect it, and, and it'll just be, um, as you say, you've got all of this data. It'll just work. It'll just yeah. It'll have the similar search experience across um, m- most websites. I think that's probably one of the most frustrating things. You go to a site, and the search is not as good as another site that you've been to, and it kind of, it, it sort of falls short in your expectations that you want to mm-hmm. shop there because it just becomes really frustrating. Yeah. So no, thanks, man. That's, that's super interesting. Um, uh, no, no, I, yeah. even just unpacking that a little bit more, mm-hmm. like if, if you look at our customer base and it's, it's heavily weighed towards retail. So JB Hi-Fi, Bingley, Culture Kings, we've got Woolworths as a customer. And then and like, you know, when I look at our install base, it's like, 20,000 customers, I think we say 17,000, but some of these customers have multiple customers on each one. And so of that 60% of those retailers, like they are, they're helping us innovate. Our customers, you know, send feature requests like it's no one's business because they Mm. do, they expect Mm. that, right? Their customers are asking them and they're asking us. And so that only makes us fight more for that capability with with a development base of like 350 odd, you know, team like we've got mm, so many developers and different yep. capabilities you know trying to work on different strategies to help improve that one of those ones we'll talk about which is search io we acquired them in australian business and i would highly recommend you get hamish on um hamish was the one of the co-founders of of search io and he's kind of like the godfather for us when it comes to vector search and mm-hmm. this idea of natural language large large language models he is amazing in terms of what his perception is but in, when I say perception about meeting the customer where they are, and I just did a session in Commerce Tools, a uh, like an e-com provider similar to Shopify or, or Magento. Yep. And you know they were talking about the advent of the mobile device being the full full platform offering. You through WeChat in China, you buy your groceries, you you pay homeless people in the street if you want to tip them. Yeah. It's all QR codes. People just want to be understood. And yeah. uh, for us, you said it before, like. When you think about their experiences, be it in-store experience where they're trying to be understood, searching for something, I need to find the toilet, I need to find Nikes that fit a kid that's aged five, you're not putting mm. size in there. I'm looking for a lilac sweater or, or a lavender sweater. Now, if you don't have purple or mauve or whatever the color or shade it is, like from a keyword, you're screwed. They're not going to come back with any relevancy, right? It's going to give you a jumper, hoodie, jacket, uh, yep. pullover, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that understanding through whatever platform it is, be it a point of sale device, be it in-store experience, be it digital apps, be it for business users as well, trying to do searches on, give us the latest inventory levels and what, what products are moving quickest, like what you did before. 
Yep. That's kind of where we need to be help the customer be better serviced. The browse experience and content that's being served, I think that also is important because with those digital natives that are coming from Instagram, Facebook, and only these social platforms, mm. they want to feel that same brand and trust come through to their, whatever platform or brand they're touching. And so I think getting that consistent message like you were saying before, going to one site, getting let down, yep. and then going to another site and being, wow, um, like for the audience, look, search converts. There's no doubt about it. Like mm -hmm. for every person that engages with search and look at Google Analytics, jump on there and say, people that are having search sessions, what's the conversion rate in that compared to browse sessions? It's that simple. Yep. If you're doing it right, it should be in the realm of like five to, to six X. That's mm -hmm. five to six times conversions through search than it is to browse. Yeah. Because customers are coming to the website either as a known quantity or an unknown quantity, and you're just trying to work out which bucket you're going to fit in and then help them convert for you. One thing I would say, though, is when you think about those pillars, you need to the AI movement and where you buy one platform or one capability and it solves all your problems. I think you've got to be, be aware that there's you as a consumer and you as a vendor as a brand you, you know your customers better than anyone you can't expect some third party coming and say just turn on the tweaks of ai and it'll run itself you'll still need to have some level of input to help drive your your signals your buying signals because we know everyone wants that nike because on sale and there's none of it left so they want to keep coming back and, and asking for it right and to, to the idea of I know you're looking for the size 10 and I know you're coming from this location. So how do I help you find it in store or how do I help that may not service their needs, but at least gives them opportunity to say, help discover what else we have to offer for you and see what else you're interested in. And then once you've got them in that buying mode and, and trying to help them discover what you have, they're like, oh, wow, you got heaps of stuff, right? This is, feels yep. like an endless aisle experience kind of approach. When you think about our goal is technology, that's actually fundamentally our, our biggest offering in terms of capability. When it comes to speed and the speed of those results, not only to index data really quickly, but more importantly, to surface that data back to mobile device. When we talk about speed, we're talking about like sub 20 milliseconds. Yeah. If you're at the other end of the spectrum, which is 100 milliseconds, or even like the inability to just to, to load a page, and a part of that page might be simply recommendations, and you're, you're taking like 300 milliseconds to serve that up, that's money walking out that door. Mm -hmm. For every 0.1 of a second, it's like, you, like it reduces your percentage of conversion by 8%. Black Friday coming up, how do we get the season, the right seasonal data in, into play? Um, and I think mm -hmm. that's really fundamentally important as well. Sorry, I'm harping on that a bit. No, no. I mean, it's it's absolutely uh, spot on. One of the things I've told many people who have asked me uh, about search is that, you know, it's a bit like buying a Ferrari and not taking it on the racetrack if you don't put the right sort of structure around your search. You know, the thing is, it's just making sure that whatever team you put around your search, you know, it's the right team. So you've got to, when you pull into the pit lane, you want to be in and out really quickly. If a, mm -hmm. something goes wrong, you know, and I'm using that analogy to simpl simplify it down for the general person out there that's listening, who's a shopper and, and not really running an e-commerce website, for example, you know, you've got to, you've got to put the right uh, team around it to, to make it work for you um, because it is such a powerful tool. Um, but at the same time, if you want to be hands off, you can, you know, engage with you guys and get it all set mm -hmm. up and, and, and do that. And uh, it's a really good point about, um, you know, Black Friday and a lot of the, revenue actually i think a lot of retailers are banking on having a big uh final quarter and i think um in my mind what i used to do and it's a i don't know if, if you're thinking about it or not uh, out there in listening land 
But if you've got product, you know that you've got coming back this year, it's not a category you normally delve in, but you've got, you know, quantities that you want to sell for Black Friday, I would make sure that you check your search. Uh, make sure that your search is picking up, you got your metadata structured correctly, and go back and have a look at last year's search data in Algolia because there is so many good uh, reports and analytics. Uh, there's so much uh, uh, intelligence in the um, Algolia platform. If you are already a customer, if you've got Google Analytics and you're just using that, um, that's fine too. You can just go in and have a look at your search reports for last year and have a look at the queries, run those queries again and make sure that something is appearing in those search terms and you're not serving up white pages of, sorry, <laughs> there's no products in that category or we can't find what no you're results. looking for. Yeah, yeah no results or whatever. And because that's yeah. just a marketer's nightmare. And from... Mm. A business owner's point of view, if I was a business owner looking at that and not finding the products that I know I've got sitting in the warehouse, for example, in search because someone along the line hasn't put the right content in or, or you know, it's not in the right category because it always happens. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Um, I would say a tip from me would be to make sure you have, um, you know, your, your Black Friday search data looked at and make sure that it's, um, uh, you know, you've got product appearing in those in those categories because it is super important, you, you know, you get yeah. the conversions because, yeah, a lot of retailers Absolutely. are banking on that big quarter for the rest of the year, you know, so. So Search.io, um, so in Australia, our goal is 47 staff now in, in total. Okay. And a chunk of those wow, came from great. Search. Yeah, well, a mm. large portion, as in data scientists, engineers, all came from the Search.io acquisition uh, back in uh, September. Yeah. I met with Search.io so, uh, a while ago, I remember. They they had a cool feature, which was, I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, they had a, like a visual search. You could search over your database and it would find the black T-shirt. It would you find... into our product roadmap. So but, visual neural is yeah. what we were referring to. Yeah. Maybe you have to like pretend... Something visual, um, what you just ex you just said there is exactly what it is, right? It's the idea that we are looking for opportunities to fill in the gaps of the, of the data that's missing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not going to be granular in the sense of we know that there's a small shoe here. We're going to surface a small shoe where you don't have in stock. But the reality is through, through Search.io plus our own engine, we're basically mm. bringing those two worlds together. And the, 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 the real nut that Search.io cracked that we – we as an organization, we're leaning towards this is the idea of creating uh, basically vector hashes or, or these or neural hashes. And what they are are pockets or packets of data specific to your individual use case um, that allow us to, to, to basically provide the keyword and like a, a closest proximity to that and bind them together and service it up. Yep. So when, and again, vector search and like the, the big retailers across the globe have, have tried this for a long time. They recognize that running a data warehouse is very expensive. And so the Search.io team have been, done an amazing job to build this, this neural hashing. Well, what that means, it allows us to do stuff at scale. Mm. Uh, so we, when we build our profiles for customers, it is a learning model. It's a large language model that we use from the, um, you know, that everyone uses basically, the large language model that is sourced by the internet. But what we've done is almost uh, applied our own logic of AI on top of it and said, okay, well, for this retailer, we know they don't sell fishing rods. So why is that part of a large language model, for example, or whatever mm -hmm. it is? But combine those keywords and the, the, this vector search and yep. the neural hashing allows us to provide a really efficient fast. So we don't lose the speed. We, don't mm -hmm. lose, we improve the relevancy. Yep. And to turn it on is literally a toggle. So what you just said there about Black Friday, we've seen all our customers now is like for all of those 
results that don't get, uh, you know, a, a, like a, a competing result, a buying signal against it. Yep. For no results pages, for those category pages that are ob obscure or the way that you're putting in your terminology, the statistics are in. You know, we've mm -hmm. gone from two years ago, it was 2.6 words. Now it's 8.9 or something like that words per query. Oh, so really? expressions are getting well, longer. Well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, so, that's super interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. So the idea that you're searching yeah. for... Headphones. It's almost sentences now, really. It's a sentence. Yeah, it's a yeah. full sentence. Headphones to wear in the gym. I sweat a lot. Small. When you think about that, just yeah. that simple statement. Yeah. There's no keywords there. But headphones is it. What else are you going to do? Like you know. Well, you could be showing so sweaters idea, and headphones. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you what, could be, what is you it? know. <laughs> so what we do yeah. with that, and we call the intent those is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And there are if what you did before when you're saying you're looking back at your Google search results. There are millions and billions of queries just like this, and yeah. they're going unserved because they, there's no keyword matching. And so what our goalie has done is not just address that, but we've applied the same neural mo mo module to the front end to improve the query. So understanding yep. intent to help with the retrieval. So we understand that it can be served by keyword, vector. Well, let's apply another vector model on top of it to provide a better result from retrieval. Mm -hmm. Do you want to see it in, in like pagination? Do you want to see it in different modeling? And then, of course, the most probably the most important part from the business users: what do you want to do? Do you want to sell more of them? Do you want to sell less of them? Do you want to sell with more margin? All that kind of business around that. So, yeah. no more rules. The ability for you to you know build custom rules and logic when you're surfacing. If someone puts in their headphone or head, you don't want to be surfacing phones or head mask or whatever it is. You want to understand the full content. So you get rid of, get rid of rules, get rid of synonyms. You get rid of the idea that keywords have to be improved or attributes have to be added to support that. Mm -hmm. And there's no more kind of hacking of the platform. You don't have to, natural languages are already included with it. So just you're basically bridging that gap to helping a customer being understood. Um, but that technology, it's just amazing. And this is, this mm, is, this is homegrown stuff, right? It's insane. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, I geek out, but it's a no, it's a no, really no. Look, that's shift. why I've got my hat here, man. I was going to literally Sorry. put it on so the propeller could start spinning, <laughs> but, um, I love it. It gets my propeller spinning too, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I think, um, and a lot of our audience out there, you know, who are, are retailers, they they want to understand more of this. It's a perfect way for us to just give them a bit of a, a bit of insight into the importance of search because consumers are always uh, a moving target. And I speak about this quite a bit from a from a customer perspective and brand's perspective so there's two sides of it you've got the brand who's always trying to maintain relevance i mean there is no better way to maintain the relevance with your audience than making sure your search results on your website match what people are, are thinking about looking for and what they're expecting if you're not you should be already in there and looking at it and keep it top of mind because it speaks to future revenue it speaks to future. Totally get what you're, what you're saying. So you you will know it though, right? If you're an executive and you're seeing your um, ad spend go up, that's a leading indicator of one of two things. One is they don't trust the site, so they'll go back to Google and search vendor this, and they'll go, okay, Google has crawled my site better and servicing me better relevance, and yep. then you'll see that come through, and they'll go, and you, so that should be a big leading indicator that they're not searching on site because they don't trust it or they don't, can't find it, right? Well, yeah, Another in one the early is, days, oh, I remember um, there were a lot of competitors to Algolia and their SERPs were actually better optimized than the websites were. Have you got any um, brands or any examples of brands, maybe one story of 
where they've introduced Algolia and, and seen some really good, you don't have to speak to the exact results, but. Probably the best one, the first one that comes to mind is probably Culture King. So here's an yep. Australian brand, yep. well-known Shopify account. Um, you know, they got acquired by AKA Brands uh, two years ago. So Simon's no longer, he's obviously still investment, but he's still involved in business. They launched in Vegas last year. Black Friday for them, they saw one, like five point, I think it was like five, 0.2% increase in conversions mm-hmm. just through some 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 baseline tweaks. And on this website here, see where it says trending and shop by new? Yep. That's our recommend platform as well. So because we helped them make money, they actually reinvested in us. So they said like we actually were helping them drive their business case for them to continue to invest. Mm-hmm. So when you add to cart the idea that you're getting, you know, frequently bought together, the idea that you can also now do things where you can add capabilities inside and engage a customer uh, is really what we've done for them. So the Culture Kings example is is probably the one that comes first to mind because, you know, they're an Australian brand going international. And that excites me because mm. they basically drive innovation for us. Yep. The, when you think about metrics, though, like what we care for them is conversion is the most important through. So conversion yep. lift through search and conversions, average order values, exit rate, time on site, time in app. How do we help them from a net promoter score or minimizing churn? They all come part of the, the kind of complete package with us. And the call out for, for this one is that the, the customer success manager, um, Captain Thoroughgood, that, that basically works with the Culture Kings team. She is their SME when it comes to this stuff, the subject matter expert. She helps them using other customer examples and, and shows them what to do. And I think that's the real, the gel here is that we just don't want you to sell your platforms and leave you to deal with yourself. And I think you probably have done it in the past. The new way is don't do stuff that's going to take you months. Get stuff that our goal has got out of the box and it'll take you days. Days to implement and maybe a week to do regression testing and make sure it works and then put it put out in the wild and A-B test and see the results. That's what you need to do. Iterate, iterate, iterate. And I think that's the most important. That's exactly what Culture Kings have done with us um, in their strategy. For those listening, I'm doing a search um, and I'm searching for Bull's hat, which is the kind of type of hat I'm wearing at the moment because I'm a huge Michael. Michael Jordan fan, um, and it's you can see it's literally immediate the the moment you search, and if you just do a search for bulls, for example, I've just do a misspelling. I, I use two U's straight yeah, away. You knew exactly what black. I was searching for. Yeah, all that stuff should be table stakes. We, we we I think we gloss over it, but auto suggestion. You don't have to be logged in to know that you're an existing customer. So the idea that there's there's personalization out of the box. That stuff should be like 101. And, yep. and I, I say that like liberally that, you know, when you when you are looking at search, make sure they do the, 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 the baseline stuff good. Because if they haven't thought about that and they're trying to use AI to fudge it, then you don't have any control over what's being produced. Um, Culture Kings will drill us. They'll go, why is this coming up here? What's the merchandising strategy here? And and we'll help them guide them through what data they've given us. Um, yeah. so it's very much a Well, they're doing a great collaboration. job. I mean, the mm. site looks really good, Bruce. And I think the, 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 the fact that they've got Algolia search running on there it just makes it so easy because you've got, when you do a search for those listening, you know, you've got all the categorization on the left, you've got genders, you've got brand, size, color, discount, price buckets, price sliders. So you've got different ways to interact with the results as you would expect. But the fact that it is so quick, you don't feel fatigued. You know, sometimes you go to websites, you do some searching and then after you kind of want to go and have a glass of wine and sit down, it's just like, oh my God, I feel exhausted. Let's do a search for Jordans. I might even misspell it, but bang, straight away, Jordans. Bang. It's got a landing page, Jordans. If you're looking for Jordans, there's keyword, 
um, data to re to reaffirm that you're at the right place. And, and let's look at, look at this website. I'm, I'm telling you right now, the reason why there's a shirt, two shirts came up in that first tile, it's been merchandised that way, right? Yeah. You know, they're, they're products that they want to move, I imagine. I'm just making that statement. But, but that, that the reason why it's not coming out with all Jordans is because... Well, Jordan is a brand. It has has clothing as well as... Exactly. The, yeah, yes. If I, if, if, if I search for Jordan shoes, well, it has on the left footwear and they have 184. So I'm medium. Like, oh, wow, that's, I'm impressed. That's pretty cool. Uh, I bought myself a pair of these, actually, these um, Retro 5 Concords, and uh, they have the new Zooms, um, 90, 95 Zooms. That they're, they're sick, and they're the only place that has them. No one else has them. And we were in the Melbourne store. I showed my son. He looked at it, and he kind of looked funny because I got it like a big bubble. I'll show you in a minute. Um, mm. But I looked on the website first before, and he didn't even know. And within a few seconds, I'm like, let's go to the Culture Kings. I want to have a look. I'll show you because he had never seen it. Walked in and he was blown away, but I showed him the shoes. And the other thing that they do really well is they show you the sizes that are available at, yeah. the, at the search results page, which mm. is so good because why am I yeah. going to waste my time clicking through to something that it's not available in my size? All right. You have no idea how, like, and again, I don't want a bad competition, but like if the Kmart store, like Kmart.com, and these aren't out, these aren't, we aren't powering these ones and, and Bunnings. They're just a frustrating experience. They really are. And well, you had all these products at exactly. Christmas time and you're like, I want to check out, but there's none available. Like, are you, are you kidding me? So that, 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 that may not go to the search vendor per se, but we as a vendor will be saying, guys, you need to fix this. Like we will help you fix this, but you need to fix it surface relevant inventory because if you, if you're not, you're frustrating your customers. And I know they're already frustrated by this. So, um, you know this experience here is not the same as what 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 we found. I shouldn't say I shouldn't really call that, but I say it is. No, it is. no, no. Well, it's it's but, it's funny because my wife um, said she she hates the search. And I actually was going to ask you. I, was, it, oh, I, I wasn't going to throw a grenade your way, but I was no, going to okay. say, is is Kmart like one of yours? So here's an example of what I'm talking about. So if I search for headphones without a space, yeah. there's a hundred products available. Yeah. If I search for headphones with a space, there's 103 products available. Now, it's an 80-20 principle. If, if um, you know, 80% of my revenue is generated by 20% of my SKUs yeah. and that 20% is represented by the three that are missing in without the space, I'm potentially mm. missing half the conversions based on the search terms that are for headphones. So you're thinking about this with data. I, I don't know. I, I hope people in retail land are thinking about this with data back data because it's there if you don't have the data and you're not using the data to drive that that data-driven decision-making process then yeah you, you've lost you're losing the game altogether it's my assumption that most of them are like we're all about analytics right we yeah have to be because that's why i love it to be honest it's all about data the, the data that's getting fed into it yeah, yeah, yeah sorry to cut you off sorry man take no no, no you're right for another time, I'll hopefully come back and talk. I hope this has been a good session. But the, the Chicago, I spent two years in Chicago and the retail experience and working with retailers in like, I love the Magic Mile. The platform, mm. amazing experience. And I think yeah. there's definitely different different markets, but yeah, lots to unpack there as well. There was one more topic, but we're not going to have time to, to get onto that. But it was really um, talking about the ROI. We sort of did touch on it a bit, but I think if oh, it's there, three hundred and eighty-six percent. Like, like oh, well, there you we'll go. Save your developers like millions of dollars in their time. We'll basically help your business users better merchandise. Like it's there. Like we've actually done the analysis yeah. on different retail segments. It's literally eight hundred three hundred and eighty-six. 
20% return on investment is the minimum. Yeah. So Fantastic. it just goes to show like it should, it, like it's, it's, it's a no brainer. Yep. But all I'd say is you just got to balance your, the cost of implementation. That's what we don't know. And again, you only know your business better than you do. So let's yep. make sure you understand that. Yeah. And that will make some sense. Yeah. If someone was looking to fix their search before, say for example, Christmas, is it still, is there still time? Absolutely. Yeah. Walgreens, 16 weeks, 10,000 stores, the so second largest pharmacy in the US, 10,000 stores, 50,000 SKUs per store, and they were competing with Amazon, like we all are. Yeah. Uh, they had to deliver 30 minutes, and we did, did that for them. Fantastic. We actually helped them achieve that within 16 weeks. All right. So, well, absolutely. Out in listener land, I, I would say, Bruce, if, if they want to fix search, for them to um, reach out to you and um, start a conversation. I'll leave your details um, on the show uh, notes. I'll link to, um, if you've got anything to to uh, show the audience in relation to the ROI, if you've done that research, I can put a link up on the uh, blog. Mate, Legend. it's been awesome having you on. Thank you so much again for agreeing to come onto the show and um, I'd love to have you back on. I really appreciate this and I'm so excited to see who else you, you bring onto the show and yeah, I'm always listening now. Have a great week. Thanks, buddy. Love, love it. Thanks, mate.